Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to Talking Points. This is your host, Brian Kelly, The Points Guy. This episode may feature offers that are subject to change and are offered by our advertising partners. ThePointsGuy.com is a free website, so we do advertise in order to generate revenue. For a full listing of our advertising policy, go to ThePointsGuy.com slash advertising. Today, we are going to talk all things cheap flights with none other than Scott Kais, the founder of Scott's Cheaps Flights. Scott, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. And, you know, I've been following your path for years. Uh, I feel like we somewhat grew up in the same era of, uh, you know, people trying to maximize travel. What, when did you found Scott's Cheaps Flights? Yeah, you know, Scott's it was it was flights. <laughs> it was such a very serendipitous story because I was never the type of person who, you know, a budding entrepreneur, somebody who really wanted to found a company. I actually worked for years as a journalist in uh, in Washington D.C. And if you know anything about journalism, it's you know that that most folks, at least in the political journalism world, don't go into it because it's super super lucrative. <laughs> and so, because, you know, look, I, I, I love the work. I really enjoyed it. But I also wanted to travel. I was like, OK, I need to figure out a way to thread this needle. And so there were two essentially prongs that I approached with it. One was learning, you know, really deep diving into the points world, the credit card churning, you know, how to maximize all that. Obviously doing a ton, a ton, a ton of reading back on the points guys archives and everything. And then another part of that was really sort of figuring out all the tips and tricks that I could use to try to get the best fare possible whenever I was going to book a flight. And so this then ultimately culminated in 2013 when I got the best deal that I've ever gotten in my life still to this day, which was nonstop from uh, New York City to Milan for 130 bucks round trip. Oh, was it that was, that crazy? Was that the Alitalia mistake fair? This was the there? one that was on Wittero. I don't know if yep, you remember. Yep. The, yeah, yeah, the Norwegian that, that site, Norwegian, right? yeah. yeah, before Norwegian Airlines, this is the Wittero one. Uh, uh, you know, the, the flights were on United, but you had to buy through Wittero. I, man, I'm so impressed at your memory that you remember. I, well, I remember people. I, I know people who then used that fair and then continued around the world. There were so many ways to, like, exploit it and stretch it out even further. It was. I, I, I cannot tell you how, like, heart racing it was like seeing these fares, trying to book them, trying to decide where to go. And the funny thing was, so I got this $130 flight to Milan, but Milan wasn't somewhere that had been on my radar. It wasn't somewhere I was like super excited to go. It's just for $130, like, hell yeah, there's nowhere in the world (laughs) that I wouldn't go. And so when I got back from this trip, you know, all my friends and coworkers, I guess, word had spread and they started asking me, hey, Scott, can you let me know next time you find a deal like that so I can get in on it too? And so rather than trying to remember, you know, every single person that I needed to, to give a heads up to next time there was a great deal, I was like, okay, why don't I just start a simple little email list 
And that way I can let everybody know at once. And so, you know, look, I didn't know it at the time. It wasn't something yeah. that I had a, a well-formed business plan or anything. It's just, look, I like finding cheap flights and I'll, I'll, I'm happy to do this for my friends. And it was something for the next 18 months was just a hobby. But then it wasn't, it was something somewhere around like summer 2015 that it had grown large enough. There were kind of 5,000 people or so on the list at that point. And it had graduated me out of the free tier of MailChimp. So yep. all of a sudden I had to pay for this. <laughs> and I was like, uh, you know, I, I, I love doing this. I didn't love the idea of having to pay in order to send emails to my friends. But at the same time, look, there was a ton of demand for this. Like there were a lot of friends had told friends that obviously it had grown significantly. And I was realizing like, huh, I wonder if there's an actual business opportunity there. So August 2015 relaunched it as an actual business and it's just been growing since then. Awesome. Yeah, it, actually there's a lot of parallels between, you know, the Point Sky story. So I started in 2010 once I was in HR at Morgan Stanley, which, you know, you don't go into HR if you want to get rich in this world. <laughs> and I I also loved to travel, had no money and and really started to just so I started the blog in June of 2010 as just a way to share you know, the tips with my friends, very similar to you. And I do, we, you know, we still cover flight deals to this day. And I, I do remember vividly being at work and uh, there was $143. It was a Delta uh, mistake to uh, Stockholm and Copenhagen. And I remember mm. the rush. Our top post ever was, you remember that Etihad deal three years ago to South Africa for like 150 bucks or whatever? So mm-hmm. I remember it was Christmas day. I was jet lagged in London and you know, at yeah, that point, that was, I, that was the Christmas Day Fair. I, the I Christmas remember that Day one Fair, and, and I remember I was jet lagged at six a.m. and I was annoyed, and I saw that come across the wire on Twitter, and I, I you know, at that point, I I, re- I don't write that many blog posts anymore myself, <laughs> and, mm. but I was like scrambling to get into the WordPress admin to sh- to share it and get it out, and you know, that, you know, that one went viral, and people people there still come nothing, up to me. And there's no drug in the world quite like that rush of knowing that you've got this mistake fair. It is time limited. You have no idea how long it's going to last. You got to get it out as quick as you can. Well, we officially, this is a podcast of two people who get drunk on cheap flights. <laughs> so bring us through. So it's 2019. You've got a, a team of people. Some, uh, I'm, you know, we, I even know some people who work for you. So you, how does your team, how has searching for cheap flights changed as your team has grown and the, you know, the airline industry has changed? Yeah. That, you know, we are so fortunate right now to be living in what I call the the golden age of cheap flights. Like it has never been cheaper to fly, let's just say for, for, you know, American audience to fly from the U S over to Europe or for the, from the U S over to Asia as it is today in 2019. And so it is, you know, the thing is though, because airfare is such a difficult product for people to kind of wrap their heads around because it's not like, you know, you're buying a loaf of bread where you can kind of predict the price or the price is going to stay pretty similar day to day. It's always jumping around. It's so hard to predict because of that difficulty. You know, people, people just frankly get very like confused and, and don't know when to, when should I book? Where should I book? How, you know, how, how early? And so that's all kind of a lot of the sort of uh, uh, in that atmosphere is where we really tried to insert ourselves and say, like, look, because airfare is always jumping around and you never know when those really good deals are going to pop up, those $130 flights to Milan, those you know uh, $300 flights to South Africa. And when they do pop up, you know that they're not going to last very long. Either you can spend you know 16 hours a day monitoring airfare, searching and searching and researching. Most people... That's not their idea of a good time. I'm kind of weird that that is my idea of a good time. But 
it's like, look, you can do that on your own or we, you know, we can provide that service for you. And, 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 and again, this is what I was doing for my friends and then just kind of expanded on that to, as, as an actual business where we just get our kicks out of searching, finding those little nuggets, you know, peppered throughout the flight search engines. And then when we do find those really, really good deals, putting it together in a little, you know, in a little email, let you know, hey, here's the fare we found, you know, how long we think it's going to last, the airline, when it's available, and a couple sample search links to get folks started. So, you know, originally, look, back in 2015, it was just me doing it. Now there's about 40 people on the team, which is still mind boggling. I can't, yeah. I can't believe it. I mean, I, I definitely feel a lot of synergy with you as well. I'm sure you've got, you know, obviously a couple of years ahead of me, but you've gone through that same sort of transformation growing up where it used to just be you and now there's a whole team. And I don't know if you ever thought of yourself as, you know, being the boss or the one in I charge. Know, a or- media, a media executive. That was, I, I actually, for years, we didn't hire that many people. I, I was like more people, more problems. I left you know, yeah. corporate America, so I could have freedom. Mm. But uh, it's I, I today in 2019, I'm having the most fun I've ever had with the points guy. And truthfully, oh, I mean, we've got we've got about 50 full time employees mm. um, and about 50. There's 55 contributors and consultants mm. and such that work on the business on a weekly basis. So mm. and we're launching in the UK and Brazil this year. So I'm like, you know what? Let's just ride this wave. Let's ha- let's have fun and uh, so and it, yes. And it's- Fascinating thing because you know, rewind nine years ago. I'm sure you never in a million years could have imagined that you're fifty yeah. or hundred people and you know, growing it to the way it's had and the things that you've had to learn. I'm sure along the way, everything from you know managing people to like uh, I'm sure some some light coding or or, oh, yeah. or I mean, SEO. Yeah, the, the tricks of SEO and uh, yeah, you know it, our paid channels, how to pay to get the right customers. I mean, so I yeah, it's such a multifaceted business. I'm still to this day like that. That's a lot of my kind of day to day learning and learning and trying to do the best I can. But you're, I'm the same way. You know, we we kept things kind of bottled up for a while. I think for the in the first. By like year two, there were maybe 10 people on the team. You know, we're, we're kind of yeah. very purposefully trying to grow slowly. And now, it, you know, we're really kind of seeing the opportunity and, and sort of letting well, I think the, it's better to grow the, slow in the yeah. beginning than, than to grow too big and overstretch yourself and then not be able to sustain it. So, hey, exactly. it's working Like, didn't want to be so worried, you know, and, and, and get out ahead of our skis and then all of a sudden have this behemoth that couldn't be supported. Before we keep going, we're going to take a quick break right here. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So talk to me. So today, so you guys still do a lot of manual searching for these cheap fares. So you guys are like truffle pigs for cheap flights. How do you go about doing it? I'm sure people at home are like, give me the tip so I can do it. Yeah, we do all our, our searching by hand, you know, hand-picked, artisanal. And, and I think that surprises a lot of people because we do, you know, it, it, we do send out a ton of, like, we find really good deals and send out, um, we support the entire world. You know, it's not just for folks in the U.S., but for folks on every single continent. And I think last month we sent out about 700 cheap flights that we found. 
Uh, so it's surprising to people that we, you know, find these by hand rather than using algorithms. But there's a reason why we we continue to do it that way rather than than building up, uh, uh, you know, sort of system of computers to search for the fares. And the reason why is that there's an extensive kind of list of factors that people think about when they are booking a flight. And and yeah, price is really important. It, it, it is probably first and foremost, I think, the most important thing. But it's not the only thing. You know, there's routing. There's the airline. Are bags included? Is that, you know, what's the what time of year is it available? Maybe are there specific sort of like destination holidays, maybe, you know, Oktoberfest in Munich or, or St. Patrick's Day in Dublin? Uh, how much availability is there? You know, is there just one or two dates or is there a bunch? How, you know, what's the deviation from the normal price? Like $130 fare mm-hmm. to Milan is incredible. $130 fare to, you know, Toronto, you know, that, I mean, that's good, but it's not like out of this world. Uh, how often does the deal pop up? How recently have we sent it out? Like you can see these you know, tons and tons of different factors that are all kind of weighed against one another and, jug- and juggled together. So do, and so you, do you have like editors? So like the, the low, low fare searchers pop it up to an editor who, ha- who makes that judgment call based on all those? I, you've, I think you really hit the nail on the head there that the, I think the best analogy for what we do is something of a newsroom where we have mm-hmm. folks who are really sort of going out hunting, being those, those, those truffle pigs. And when they find things that look really good, then they'll kind of run it up the flagpole. And there'll be folks who, you know, have been flight experts for a number of years and are playing more of an editor role. And they're saying, you know, giving a kind of go, no go decision, either green light. Yeah, this deal looks amazing. Let's get it out. Or, uh, oh, you know, maybe let's see if there's more availability or other cities or, you know, no, this deal's just for whatever, for one of these uh, uh, reasons, just isn't quite up to our standards. And so we want to make sure that every single deal we send out passes this kind of rigorous set of criteria rather than it just being like, oh, you know, it looks like a good price, but actually there's four stops and it takes 60 hours to get there and it's only available on like one date in February. You know, that nobody's interested in that deal. And so we're not going to send it out. So that's why we've kind of made the determination that like, look, humans are the best ones to actually judge these sorts of qualitative factors and, and weigh all the totality of a deal and decide if this is kind of worth our while. Is this one of the best deals of the day or is it something that we can kind of pass over? Got it. Well, it's actually kind of funny thinking about truffles that your flight alerts are actually cheaper than probably most truffles that people find in the ground. <laughs> That's um, wow. I never thought about that. That's a great point. <laughs> so, um, and then, so, I mean, are you using, what's the actual platform, right? Do you recommend Google flights for the uh, novice flight searcher or, you know, sites like Hopper? People always ask me, what's the cheapest, you know, uh, OTA to find flights? And I know there's not one answer, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on the different I, ones out there. I, I'll give you my thoughts. I um, the short answer is yes. I love Google Flights. The uh, a, you know it's really powerful. It's really quick. Um, you get the you know the results in seconds, if not milliseconds, as opposed to if you're searching on other places. Sometimes you know it take twenty, thirty seconds. Which granted, if you're doing one or two searches, is totally fine. But if you're doing you know hundreds, if not thousands, of searches like us in a day, obviously that adds up pretty quickly. So that's why I like Google Flights. But the sort of longer answer is I don't think it really matters because, you know, OTAs all plug into what are called a a GDS, a global distribution system, where they're pulling these fares from. And various OTAs will sometimes, you know, massage the the fare a couple dollars up, a couple of dollars down, depending on, you know, if they're running a promotion or they're trying to gain some market share. But the fares tend to be 
basically about the same, you know, 95% of the time between various. But I think it, like if you're just starting out, you've never searched before, use Google Flights. If you have one that you really love for whatever reason, go for it. There, I, you'll find basically the same results there. The only thing, though, that I would recommend on fo- uh, for folks is Google Flights is great and really powerful, but it's only searching a small subset of yeah. places where you can buy. So you're, it's searching directly with the airline and it's searching some of the uh, largest OTAs or online travel agencies. So, you know, Orbitz, Priceline, places like that. Other meta search sites, so ones like Momondo, Skyscanner, and Kayak, they also search a lot smaller OTAs. And, you know, look, there's a long conversation to be had about smaller OTAs. Are they worth it? Are they risky? But oftentimes you can find fares that are a lot lower on smaller OTAs, but it's a lot easier to, you know, do these meta searches on Momondo because they're searching a couple hundred of them at once rather than just searching, you know, five or six of the largest ones. I like Google Flights, but it's not always perfect. I know, especially I was searching in in Asia and like Singapore Airlines flights were just not coming up on certain routes. So it's never like fully perfect. The whole GDS system is a, it's a fascinating and interesting world about how the the airlines file fares, especially in business and first class, because a lot of the, um, you know, a lot of the focus is on coach coach fares. What do you guys, are you guys seeing more and more interest in, you know, mistake business and first class fares or is your bread and butter mostly, you know, economy flights? So when the price is right, absolutely. Like we, you know, there's nothing I love more than, than a really good fare that happens to also be in business class. So, you know, last month, for instance, we found fares from uh, New York down to uh, Lima in business class for 587, down to Argentina, Buenos Aires for 728. We had some incredible fares last year, one of the best deals of the year, which is there were some mistake fares uh, from L.A. and San Francisco over to like Bali, Bangkok, Vietnam, China in like the 600s round trip. Uh, mm-hmm. These fares, you know, it was the Hong Kong Airlines. Yeah, Hong Kong Airlines. Like not only did we get hundreds, if not thousands of our uh, of our subscribers who booked these flights, like I feel like half of my coworkers booked the flight as well. Yeah. So there's like we, we had team. a bunch here as well. Yeah, it's so funny. No, yeah. super when, fun. I, my I mean, my I, phone my phone blows up whenever there's an amazing fear. Everyone's like, "Can I go? Can I go?" I'm like, "Well, you know, if you review it for us, sure." <laughs> I, you know, my uh, I was I. That's one of those that I was on the cusp of booking myself. Uh, the problem was my uh, at the time my wife was uh, seven months pregnant, and so like it just wasn't yeah. a good time. <laughs> but man, that one hurt to 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 pass on. I'm glad so many of uh, uh, coworkers and and our subscribers were able to get it. And how many subscribers are you guys at now? We're at uh, over one and a half million today. Wow! Uh, and again, it's all over the world, not just in the U.S., but folks in, in, in Europe, in Australia, Asia, Latin America, the Caribbean, Africa is our most recent expansion. Um, yeah, all over the world and over a million and a half. It's it, it still to this day is, is absolutely mind boggling for me because, again, I started this just as a kind of hobby for a couple dozen friends. And, and here it is now with with. A million and a half people. Love it. Makes me very happy to hear. Um, I asked some of the people in the office uh, what they would ask you. And the first thing was, will elite qualifying earnings ever be included in alerts? You know, Hmm. that's a great question. You know, and I appreciate whichever of your coworkers asked this question, because we're always kind of like looking for new ideas. Um, You know, I don't want to make any, any, any promises about kind of 
specific features, but we're constantly tinkering and testing out new features. There's a ton of stuff that's happening kind of behind the scenes that we're getting ready to roll out. And so hearing sort of feedback from members is honestly the best way to, to, to sort of guide and direct our efforts. Like, yeah, if a lot of people are really interested, hey, I really want to know, you know, what are the elite qualifying earnings on given fares that you stand up? What's the fare class on it? Uh, uh, you know, is, are they um, uh, a basic economy, regular economy, all these types of things. Like, it's really helpful to hear what people are interested in, and then that helps guide our efforts. So uh, I wouldn't say it's something that's going to happen, like, next week, but it's absolutely something we're going to be considering. So what I would recommend to people listening, if you see a deal, uh, look at the fair class, and then there's websites like wheretocredit.com that will actually tell you the uh, the earnings and different programs, because airlines certainly haven't made it easy with the new partner, you know, elite qualifying earning versus on, you know, depending on what the, the you know, ticket is booked as a, you know, it's gotten marketed so, flight. So I mean, complicated since when you since when yeah. you started things like nine years ago. Like, man, yeah. amount of I remember amount of now flying. Is, th- those are the good old. I, I would the hundred fifty dollar fares to uh, Scandinavia. I was uh, going on weekends, leaving on a Friday night, spending Saturday in Stockholm, and then coming back Sunday. And I was as a Delta Diamond at the time. I was earning fifty thousand Delta miles for each hundred fifty dollar trip oh and God. actually maybe it was two fifty. No, it was one forty three. And I remember the value of those miles alone were like three times the cost of the ticket, plus, you know, actually getting to go. I feel like one of the the unfortunate kind of casualties of the shift towards elite aren't qualifying earnings shifting towards the dollars spent on the ticket rather than the distance flown is that now all of a sudden the the cheap flights the ones you know those 150 dollars flights are aren't nearly as valuable from a miles earning perspective as they used to be but luckily if you value travel they're, they're still amazing right absolutely. um so last question about the business you know and, and another feedback from the team is like considering you know and, and something we're thinking about the point sky is as we grow is personalization so how do you view you know people who only want certain you know, airlines or alliances uh, or from certain cities? Like how can people, what's the smartest way to sign up to get just the deals that are most, you know, uh, meaningful to to, to people? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, that's actually one of our our sort of biggest goals for 2019 is up until now, the way that we have send out alerts is you you know look you sign up for scotty flights you say like this is where i live you know these are the kind of airports that i would like alerts for and then it's just hey whenever a really good deal pops up from that airport we would like for you to be able you know we would want to make sure you know about it so maybe you live in new york you know you might get a deal today to london and you know or one to, to tokyo but who knows what might actually pop up what we've realized, though, and one of the things as we've sort of grown and built out the infrastructure is like, yeah, you know, people definitely love cheap flights. And, and, and you know, when that's $130 flight pops up, you might go somewhere you never expected. But at the same time, like there are people do have certain real world constraints. You know, look, maybe you've got young kids or you're a teacher and you just or as, if you're or if you're too tall for coach like me. Yeah, I'm not, for coach, <laughs> like as much $130 flights as much as you would love those like like if that happens in you know October and you've got kids in school or if that happens in coach and you just can't fly that like it doesn't matter and so we want to try to really sort of build out all right maybe let folks be able to say we only want deals in you know these months or like have folks be able to come in and say like look I've already been to you know I just got back from London like I don't want any more deals to London I'm I'm good on that but I want to go you know to South America or something 
that. Or like, I just really want to go to the beach. I don't care if that's in Puerto Rico or Spain or, you know, Okinawa, get me to the beach. It's cold as hell right here. If I, if we could have done this like technologically, I would have done it yesterday. Like I would love to be able to do that. Obviously it's a little bit of a a, um, coding and programming lift to be able to build out that infrastructure, but that's something that we're really kind of exciting, keen to be working on uh, going forward in 2019 to give people, like you said, that sort of personalization, customization so that they're not only getting the best deals, but especially ones that they're, they're, they're particularly interested in and, and not, and not the ones that they're not interested in, you know, a lot of focus goes towards the cheap flights, the alerts that we do send out. But a lot of ways, I think it's just as important, the ones that you don't get sent, like being respectful of people's inboxes. You know, I, I, I hate spam. Like I hate, there's so much inbox fatigue these days. Yeah. I used to always say, email was so yeah right so like getting people's kind of preferences so we're making sure that we're only hitting them with the ones that they are interested in and 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 avoiding ones that they couldn't care less about is uh is is a real goal for this year what do you say to people who ask you what's the cheapest day to book flights is there one Oh man. So it's fascinating to me, like a lot of these sort of early internet flight things that, that have grown into kind of myths and legends that, that, that are still like, uh, people believe to this day, but it haven't been true for many years. So, you know, look there, it used to be the case decades ago that airlines would load their fares online, you know, once a week, like Tuesday at 1 PM or Wednesday at midnight, or I don't know, Saturday at, at noon, and that hasn't been true since like maybe the late 90s or like early 2000s. Nowadays, you know, airfare is changing by the hour, if not by the minute. So there really is no best day of the week to book anymore. But they, you know, the upshot is that you can, cheap flights can pop up anytime. It definitely is still the case though that like last minute flights tend to be quite expensive. You don't want to wait yep. till the last week or two because they tend to jump in price. Whereas, a lot of people still assume that it, like again like the early 2000s or late 90s or or even frankly earlier than that that the last minute flights used to drop in price because the airlines were trying to you know fill any unsold seat because then it's lost revenue but no, we know nowadays that they they, they like jack up those prices because look they're trying to get as much money as possible from the business travelers yeah. And last question, you know, there was a recent lawsuit from Lufthansa suing someone for throwaway ticketing and, you know, United went after skip lag. What is your take, you know, on throwing away that last segment to get the cheapest fare? And do you guys, uh, you know, ever publicize those in order to save the most money? So uh, I'll take your second question uh, first. No, we, we don't uh, tend to send those out because I think they're a little bit complicated from a, a sort of user perspective, look, there's a lot of things that go into hidden city ticketing in terms of like not checking bags, you know, making sure that you only book a one-way ticket because as soon as you miss a leg, the rest of the itinerary automatically gets canceled out. Personally, though, I, I, I think hidden city ticketing is neither illegal nor immoral. Like the New York Times ethicist says, you know, like, look, when you buy a, an entire loaf of bread, you don't have to eat every slice. Like, yeah. you don't have to fly every single leg. I know the airlines would like for you to. They they set their prices expecting you that you will. But, you know, I think it's you're not under any obligation to use every single one, whether that, you know, to, to consume the entire product when you buy one. That's true, whether it's a, a plane ticket or, or an extra large pizza. But that said, 
it is really important uh, to read up on kind of the pitfalls and how to make sure that you don't get stranded in some city without your bags because you you didn't realize like what the kind of things to look out for and to things to avoid in order to take advantage of a good hidden city ticket but look man sometimes they can be hundreds and hundreds of dollars cheaper than otherwise so if somebody finds one and books it man more power to them just yeah hopefully yeah the airlines are getting better and better about sniffing them out so just i think in general as long as people don't do it a ton but otherwise you know they, they could drain your frequent flyer miles there are risks but as with right. everything in life, weigh the pros and cons. All right, Scott, we've got to wrap up here, but do you want to? I love to end my sessions with a little self promotion. So, for people who want to sign up for Scott's Cheap Flights, how do they do it? What's your uh, the cost, or yeah. and, and where can people follow you on social? Yeah, so you can sign up at scottscheapflights.com. Uh, no dashes, no apostrophes, anything like that. scottscheapflights.com. We've got all our socials on there. You know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that. It's free to sign up. We've also got a premium tier for folks who want kind of extra uh, perks. Get all, all the deals get sent to folks who are on the premium list, whereas just a small subset get uh, sent to the uh, folks who are on the free list. They get to choose uh, uh, certain perks. They can choose their specific airports. They get the deals first. Uh, uh, they get, for instance, Hawaii, Alaska deals. All the mistake fares uh, only go to premium members. Uh, there's no ads, 30-day money-back guarantee. But honestly, whichever one you're comfortable with, try it out. How much is the premium? Premium costs 39 bucks a year, and that helps kind of support the team to be able to build out these new features and, and continue to send uh, search and send for the best deals possible. And last question, the most important, are you an aisle or window person? Oh, man, I'm a window. I got to sleep on those planes. Yeah, Give me- I like it. All right, Scott, thanks for joining us and the safest of travels. Thanks so much for having me, Brian. Really appreciate it. That's all for this episode of Talking Points. Thanks again to our guest, Scott Kyes of Scott's Cheap Flights. Again, I'm your host, Brian Kelly, and this episode was produced by Caroline Shagrin and Jessica Robniak with editing by Ryan Gabus. Our music's by Breakmaster Cylinder, and a special thanks to Adam Kotkin. If you like this episode and want to hear more, make sure you leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you downloaded this podcast. But more importantly, tell your friends. The more people we have listening, the more episodes we'll make. And if you tag me on Instagram at Brian Kelly or use the hashtag talking points on social media, I might even give you a shout out. See you next week. And until then, safe travels. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.